0: Do you see me? Yes, I do. Oh, then what are you waiting for?
1: Usually I get the little nod to
0: get...
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of The Top Rope Report. You're on Facebook Live, Spotify, Talk TalkShoe, Breaker, all kinds of podcasts that we're on. You can hear us on a lot of different podcasts. I'm your host, The illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining joining me this week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, and Mr. Greg. Greg, how's it going? Hey, Triv. Uh, so, Monday Night Raw, another, uh, like I said, you know, another, another okay show. I thought it was, I thought it was okay this week, uh, nothing, uh, oh my god or holy shit type, but, uh, I thought it was a pretty good show.
0: Yeah. I mean... The closest thing you had to the, you know, oh my god, holy shit, um, <clears throat> happened in a, <clears throat> excuse me, little frog in my throat, happened in the last five minutes of the show, um, with Triple H and Randy Orton, but uh, we'll get to that, I guess, when we talk about that match.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, also on Monday Night Raw, I noticed that Jeff Hardy did uh, did some double duty, two
0: matches that night J- J- Jason or Jackson Riker I believe his name is Jackson or Jason Riker and he also beat Elias right. I didn't realize
1: that Riker uh, was still wrestling
0: yeah yeah he's been back for a while
1: he's part of the part of the Forgotten Sons well he was part of the Forgotten Sons I guess right. I don't know if they're
0: uh, no they, they've forgotten the Forgotten Sons yeah because the, hey, th- the other yeah. two the other two guys um are with Baron Corbin and something or other of the Wolves or some crap like that?
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw that. So Rick Del Santo from PWZ joining us. How you doing, Rick? So um, yeah. So it's gonna. It was uh, you know, it was an okay show. Like I said, I mean, it was you know the Randy Orton Triple H thing to start off. I mean, did you? Did you know, or did you expect Triple H was going to be performing
0: that night? Or yeah, I, I sent the it? I sent the spoiler to our top rope chat for you, um, Little Mug, and DJ to comment on that. You know, he was more than likely going to perform um, in a match on Raw. And, and so that as soon too, as too, got, as soon as he got interrupted by Randy Orton, you knew that's what the match was going to be.
1: Yeah, and uh, do you think today that, that the purpose for that was because of Drew McIntyre being tested for
0: COVID? Oh, three minutes in the show, and you're finally bringing that up. I would have thought that would have been the first thing you brought up in reference to Monday Night Raw, um, as huge of a circumstance that it was.
1: Right, <clears throat> And then, Yeah, Drew McIntyre being tested for COVID-19.
0: Uh, well, testing positive. They're all tested. Yeah.
1: Testing positive for COVID nineteen. Um, hopefully, he will be ready to go for uh, Royal Rumble. We know how serious it can be. We know he has to quarantine for fourteen days, and you know we just hope that everything will go okay for him and okay with him. Mm-hmm. But um, let's just go on the outside and say if he doesn't make the Royal Rumble.
0: Well, I That's mean, double- the Royal Rumbles. I mean, today's the 14th of January, so it's 17 days away from today. Yeah. So, and if you go back to, we don't, they announced it Monday that he had tested positive, but he could have tested positive for it the previous Wednesday. Right. And they just announced it um, on Monday. He could have gotten tested on Friday. And not gotten results till Saturday, and they, so we don't know when exactly he tested positive, but even if he tested positive on took the test and tested positive on Monday, that would be the 11th, so he'd be cleared to be back for the go home show on the 25th. So, I I mean, unless he gets drastically sick from the disease, um, which is a possibility, I don't think there's any circumstance that he won't be um, at the Royal Rumble. Right. But you never
1: know. I mean, it can go either way with this uh, COVID-19. You never know what could happen. I mean, he could could quarantine for 14 days and come out and... After 14 days, be just fine.
0: Well, he had said on Monday night that he wasn't feeling any symptoms. Yeah. At all. But so. Just a
1: precautionary measure, want to keep everybody safe.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you test positive. I don't care who you are. You test positive. You need to, to isolate and self-quarantine yourself. Yep. You know. Absolutely.
1: So anybody out there wanted to give us a call with any questions or comments you can give us a call 605-562-0444 show id number is 141457 uh, give us a call here with any questions or comments or just check us out on facebook live right now don Kincaid watching hey don welcome um yeah so it uh it was a pretty uh, like i said it was a it was a pretty okay show um there was really nothing that I, I wanted to see the Randy Orton Triple H match or fight rather. Um,
0: well, it would have been what Randy Orton and Triple H. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, when I when I found out that Drew
1: McIntyre wasn't going to be there, and then Triple H accepted um, accepted the challenge in the back, it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, Triple H was going to accept anyway because he's not going to really he's not going to back down, but. I was really hoping that I wanted to see that, and I got a chance to, and it was actually uh, a
0: pretty decent fight. I don't think so at all. No? No, not at all. It was nothing. It was nothing. It was four minutes of of little action in the ring, then Triple H was outside the ring, and then he got his sledgehammer, the sledgehammer was on fire, the lights went out, Alexa Bliss is in the ring, There, there was nothing you wasted an appearance by Triple H by putting him in this match against Randy Orton. If you were going to do a Triple H-Randy Orton fight or match, then you shouldn't have added MVP fighting Riddle and you would have saved five minutes. You could have given them ten. Maybe, you know, they were doing it to protect him. I mean, I don't know what type of shape he's in. He he didn't take his T-shirt off. So you don't All know right. maybe maybe he's got a little bit more around the waist. Who knows? Yeah. But give me something. Don't just do what you did. And I think it was just a waste of time to have Triple H in that. I would have rather seen a five-minute interaction verbally between Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss than what we got a Triple H, Randy Orton.
1: Yeah. And, uh, okay, I, I can kind of agree with you on that point. I mean, it could, it would have been, yeah, I mean, take away from the Matt, Har- the, yeah, Matt Hardy, the Matt Riddle, or Riddle, rather, and uh, MVP, and, you know, just do away with that and give the extra time to those guys. And, you know, and just like you said, with the verbal confrontation, Dave, Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss were Having quite the verbal confrontation at last
0: time. Right, right. And Do something to follow They're, up on that. You know,
1: right. right um, They're great.
0: And, and the the only thing that I mean, I understand your situation. Um, you know, you don't have cable, so you can't watch Monday Night Raw live. Um, and Hulu doesn't show you everything. They show you what an hour and a half worth. Of the three-hour yeah. show. Yep. So you're seeing what is the better half of Monday Night Raw. So oh, okay. when you only watch the highlights that Hulu shows and you say it's a, a you know, better than decent show, you're, you're not seeing the hour and a half Uh, I mean, once again, T-Bar versus Xavier Woods. Um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, Did they show the Drew Gulak-AJ Styles match? Uh, Yes, they did. Oh, well, that was 38 seconds of your life wasted. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, it's just, there's so much. The only... Good part of the show to me, okay. The, the segment in the beginning, okay, maybe that was kind of good. But the only good part of the show was the Keith Lee Sheamus match, not the tag match against Miz, and, against Miz and Morrison. That was okay, but the match between Keith Lee and Sheamus to me was the only good thing twelve minutes with a commercial break yeah. of a three hour show.
1: Yep. I I totally agree. That was that was a really good match. I enjoyed watching that match. Um was I surprised that Keith Lee won? Um no. Was I surprised that he pinned Seamus? Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know, Keith Lee is you know, he's still new to the roster, but he's to the main roster. He's been wrestling for a while now, but Sheamus is a seasoned veteran. I mean, you know, former, former multiple time champion. Um, I was surprised it beefly pinned. Him. Why? Because it's it's just for, for just the reasons I said. I mean, you know, Sheamus is a multiple time champion. Keith Lee, you know, he's still new to the main roster. He's good. He's strong. He's powerful. Very agile for a guy his size. And I. I kind of figured he would win. I was just surprised that he pinned him. How else would he have won? Could have won on a disqualification. Could have won on a count
0: out. But then that would have left the match. Right, exactly. Exactly. Sheamus is a proven, solidified WWE superstar. You're trying to build Keith Lee. Keith Lee has to win in that fight.
1: Right, because if he had won in any, right, if he had won in any other fashion, it would have lessened. It would have lessened the match they had,
0: and lessened Sheamus as well. Even though I mean, yeah. he would have taken a cheap count out loss. If you're going to give him a loss, let him get beat, and then you know Keith Lee extends the hand at the end of the match, and Sheamus knocks the hand out of the way and gives him a bro hug. You know what I mean? It it furthers the storyline between the two of them. Yep.
1: So, Monday Night Raw, you know, I think the matches that I saw on Hulu, uh, let me ask your opinion on, on this. Do you think they dropped the ball in certain spots again?
0: They do everything. Or they went up? It's, it's expected. They went up college football, right? Huh?
1: They went up against college
0: football, right? Yeah, so the rating, I mean, they had 1.9 million viewers rather than 2.1. Um, oh you know, the the good thing for Monday Night Raw is, I mean, like, I was watching, because I record Monday Night Raw, um, I was watching college football championship, and then, you know, first quarter, I, it was over, to me, the game was over, um, so I turned over to Raw, it was, it was a non-competitive game, I mean... Alabama wound up winning, uh, was it 52 to 24, something like that. And, uh, you know, 35-10 at the halftime. There was, you know, at no point did, I think that, you know, they were going to lose. Um, so I just, I, I turned back over Monday Night Raw. Right. And so I think they got the the help of that. But once again the worst hour was the third hour that 10 to 11 o'clock hour they're just not holding their fans for the entire show
1: they're not giving them something to grab onto to watch for the last hour i can i can understand that another question i want to uh, i want to talk to you about and get your opinion on it is What
0: the hell is Ric Flair doing? It's 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 stupid. It's just, I mean, I know, especially when all around social media, um, Lacey Evans is not shy to talk about her being a Marine, um, being married, having, and you know, you know, being the wife. Of a service man, um, and we saw the interaction with her daughter, with you know, with, with Sasha Banks. I mean, there's there's no surprise about that, and they're just rehashing a storyline that really didn't work fifteen or so years ago um, with Dawn Marie flirting and kissing um, Tory Wilson's father on the cheek. Yep. Uh, you know, they just. It's like, oh, you know what? I can't think of something new. Let's just pull something from, from, you know, that that we did in the past that didn't work, and we'll just try and make it better. Now, do you think this is,
1: this is part of the WWE's way to get Lacey Evans a little bit more into the spotlight?
0: Well, you have to do something, because, I mean, her... Her in-ring ability has seemed to... Yeah, maybe it was just a fascination of her when she first came in. Um but her performance seemed to have declined since she first came in, um as opposed to getting better. Um I don't I mean, I don't think the match against Charlotte was a horrible match, but it wasn't that good. I mean, even Ric Flair's attempt to trip Charlotte was messy and sloppy. Yep. And then he held her foot down on the apron under the rope. Right. So it's not like Charlotte went to put her foot on the rope and he pulled the rope away or blocked her foot. He (laughs) held her foot down under the rope. So when I first and saw I, that, I thought we were going to see the ref take a look, and Ric Flair was going to point that her foot was under the rope, and the match was gonna, was going to continue. Yep,
1: and I'd have to say out of a out of a five star, I, w- I gave that match
0: two and a half, if that. Yeah, you probably I, gave it the I, extra half because it was Charlotte wrestling. Right. You probably gave two and a half stars to any match. Charlotte could wrestle a mop, and you'd probably give it a two-and-a-half-star match.
1: Yep. And the thing is, you know, I just don't know what WWE... I mean, is this WWE's way of letting Ric Flair come back on a full-time basis but not be physical?
0: Well, probably. I mean, it, you know, it does give Ric Flair something to do, put him in a stupid storyline, um... Because that's what it is. It's, you know, it's not, it's just not a realistic storyline.
1: Right. Absolutely. I I agree. I mean, I don't think that they would come close to doing anything like that on SmackDown. And if they did, who would they do
0: it with? Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, you've got Charlotte, who's a tag team champion now. She's got a thing going with Lacey Evans, whether it's singles or whether it's tag team. And now Charlotte's dad is thrust into this, and I, I just don't know where WWE is going with it.
0: Right.
1: But yeah, like we said at the top of the show, we got uh, 17 more days to go till the Royal Rumble. Um. Uh, And like I said, I don't get a chance to see all of Monday Night Raw. Was there anybody else that declared
0: themselves for the Rumble? Um, Two women. um, Dana Brooke and um, Mandy Rose. So that'll make six women. And then on TMZ, The Miz declared. So there's now six men and six women, um, which is 17 days left to go for the Royal Rumble that are officially in the Royal Rumble.
1: Okay. Okay. Alright. Yeah, like I said, another thing, too, that I saw was uh, the Jeff Hardy-Jackson-Riker match, and then when I came back to watch it again from, you know, going out to, uh, you know, have a quick smoke or run to the bathroom or something, i come back and Jeff Hardy's fighting Elias.
0: Right. Because like, originally, originally, Jeff Hardy was supposed to fight Elias. But Elias couldn't perform due to an undisclosed injury that he got. um, Sorry, I just got a private message sent to me distracted. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, and, and, you know, playing his guitar. um, That's why he had his thumb taped up, so Jackson Riker fought him instead, and I mean, beat Jeff Hardy rather quickly. And then as Jeff Hardy and Elias are walking up the ramp, Jeff Hardy said something to Elias um, and challenged him to a match. And that's when Elias came down and lost to Jeff Hardy, which doesn't, you know, doesn't make sense. I mean, Elias told Jackson record not to get involved in any way no matter what, don't get involved. And then he right. yelled at Jackson Riker after the match for not getting involved. Yep. Riding on the wall, that's the next feud that Elijah's going to have after Jeff Hardy is Jackson Riker. Mm-hmm. Okay, you heard it here first,
1: folks. Um, yeah, getting back to the Drew McIntyre situation, you know, like we said, he did accept Goldberg's challenge. Yep. <coughs> um, I just don't know. I just don't know about this match. I mean, is WWE gonna really, really put the title back on Goldberg again?
0: Well, and if you believe um, some of the crappy, she- I mean, dirt sheets, <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre isn't going to be fighting Goldberg. Um, WWE is gonna take the the advantage, or I'll say advantage in quotes that Drew McIntyre tested positive, force him to relinquish the belt and give it to Goldberg as the champion. Then Gold, then Roman Reigns enters the Men's Royal Rumble, which will main event the Royal Rumble pay per view after winning his match against Adam Pearce, go on to win the Royal Rumble, and then defeat Goldberg in a unification belt match at WrestleMania. And then find out after WrestleMania, they're going to announce a draft. And then at the draft, this this is the whole elaborate thing, at the draft, they're going to announce that all superstars are available to go to all three brands. In essence, bringing up every NXT talent to just make one massive roster for all three shows. Okay.
1: And do you think that's what the WWE needs to do to put some spark back into some of their shows, or do you think it'll ruin some of the shows?
0: Well, I mean, you can't... You can't do anything worse to Monday Night Raw. I don't think right. you can do much worse. Um, I think it would destroy NXT because a lot of the reason why there's such a, a following on NXT, mm-hmm. I think, is because they're separate. You know, they're their own little brand, um, and then I think it would worsen. Um, Smackdown because I think WWE would get back into the place of where you're going to see not only the same things every week on Raw or the same things every week on Smackdown you're going to see the same thing on Raw and Smackdown every week
1: yep I just got a message from Gary Ware still think Macho Man was a great entertainer in the wrestling world, the best.
0: Well, can't can't deny that. I mean, Macho Man was one of the best. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't even. For me, um, and I, I was a, I was a Macho Man fan back in the day, um, but I wouldn't even consider him top five. Overall, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe top ten. Maybe.
1: Okay. I can see. All right. So uh, I just want to say hello to Jacob out there for tuning in, and also want to let uh, our viewers know that next week uh, we will be joined live, live here at the Top Row Report by PAPW wrestler Big Jim Anderson. Uh, Jim's got a.
0: That's next week.
1: The twenty fourth, yeah. The week, yeah. Oh, it, it, okay. I turned, it, I turned it up the week before the rumble.
0: I told you that. That's ten days from today, so I consider that two weeks. But oh, that's right. that's goes back to our this week versus next week. You know, you say potato, okay. you say potato, I say potato. Just say the twenty fourth. Just say on the twenty fourth. Just say on the twenty fourth the and, and there's no disputing if that's right. next week or the week after On
1: January twenty fourth, we will be joined on on the top rope report by PAPW wrestler Big Jim Anderson. Um most people don't know Big Jim had uh, surgery on his back, All spinal right. surgery this could be the last hurrah for Big Jim Anderson, so we're gonna, you know, um, as being the investigative reporters that we are, gonna put the, the questions to him and ask him if this is his last run. So definitely want to tune in and listen to what Big Jim Anderson has to say, January twenty fourth on the Top Rope Report. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little uh, NXT. Did you happen to see NXT last uh, last
0: night, Greg? Um, technically, last night, depending on when night turns to, you know, late at night turns into early this morning, yes.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't get a chance to see the whole thing. I didn't see parts of it. Okay. Um, the MSK, they made their debut pretty, uh, impressively. Um, Dexter Loomis match, nah. I only saw the ending of it.
0: I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, Austin but, Theory uh, got involved, so it was a distraction. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Dexter Loomis was choking Austin Theory, and I'm still trying to figure out why that little sissy of a kick that Gargano tapped him on the back, which caused Dexter Loomis mm-hmm. to break his hold. Um Right. It was either a, a horrible selling job or really just. Yep. Yeah. What? Sorry, that's the the door is open, so I, I heard something and thought something was calling me for some reason.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was that was a pretty lame kick.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I gotta say it. Um. Seeing the Candice LeRae Shotzi Blackheart match, um, just say. two things. One, Shotzi, well, I'll say three things. <laughs> First, Shotzi wasn't as bad in the match as I've seen her in, in the past. Yeah. Two, Candice LeRae just doesn't do it for me performing in the ring. I, I don't know what you Walker, call the Walker, specifically think is so great about her and why you think she's next in line to either be called up or be the next champion and three they they need to stop showing Indy Hartwell because she is uglier than almost any other horse based person I've ever seen in my life she, she oh not even dude I, I mean I don't even I can't get past the shoulders it's just yeah. she comes out there and like her mouth is like grrr, wide open with you know her her teeth hanging out I want to give her a sugar cube yeah you know you Mr. Ed and she's not a good in-ring performer either
1: no, she's awesome. not
0: even she's close awesome. yeah I mean, she can't sell a lot of botches in her I mind. Mean, granted, she is new, but I mean, at least when you're training,
1: learn something. Right. You know? So, and uh, looking at the time here, I just want to let everybody know that it is that time for the show. It is my favorite part of the show. We hope it's yours as well. It is that time for Nuggies News. So, Greg,
0: take it away. Well, thank you. Um, just. I don't know if we're going to continue talking about NXT or not um, after this, but I'll bring up the MSK. Um, It was the debut of of a tag team, I guess, uh, a fairly highly recruited tag team by both AEW and WWE. Um, The Rascals used to be part of TNA. Contracts ran out and they wanted to, to go somewhere else. And... WWE was able to snag them up. And then, you know, they they did. I mean, okay. I mean, I'd like to see them in, um, you know, a match against a better team. I mean, I don't even know much about Jake Atlas or Isaiah Swerve Scott. um, Right. Or, as I like to say, um, I think Isaiah Swerve Scott Leon Ruff and Leo Rush are all brothers from another mother because they <laughs> all resemble each other, but their in-ring styles are all very, very similar. Um, yeah. You know, too much of one thing is is not good. Um, they had the... Uh, well... I mean, I'll, I'll wait for the other part of it because it kind of leads in into my rant. So we'll, we'll wait for more for that. Um, we talk about the Royal Rumble and I read an article that says there are three and only three surprise entrants. Oh, what the fuck? Um, that if they are in the Royal Rumble can actually win the Royal Rumble. I mean, there's always surprises. I mean, Booker T comes in, you know he's not going to win. You know, we've seen Kevin Nash come in, you know he's not going to win. But they say um, that if these three enter the Royal Rumble, give them a better than average shot at winning the Royal Rumble. Um, For the men, it's Brock Lesnar. They say if Brock Lesnar is a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble, it's two to one odds that Brock Lesnar wins. And then goes on to fight um, either Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns in the main event at WrestleMania. They list two women. One, kind of obvious, and that's Rhea Ripley. If you see Rhea Ripley um, enter the Royal Rumble, she's got 3-1 to one odds to win the Royal Rumble. Um, that scenario, they lay out that Charlotte and Oscar wind up going head-to-head and Charlotte wins the Raw title and then that's when um, Rhea Ripley then... Decides to challenge Charlotte. Um, or they say. Or Rhea Ripley defeats Asuka. At WrestleMania. And then starts a feud with Charlotte. Culminating at SummerSlam. And then the next one. I want to ask your opinion on. As to you think. Um, odds of it actually happening. And if it did happen. Realistically do you think she would win the Royal Rumble? And that is Tessa Blanchard. If Tessa Blanchard is a surprise entry into the Royal Rumble, this article I read lays it out that she challenges Sasha Banks for the title at WrestleMania because she will win the Royal Rumble. Okay. So, A... A, do you think that there's a possibility, or what are you, what, on, on a scale of likely, where, you know, like one of those surveys, um, zero is never, ever, ever, ever going to happen, to 10 being absolutely lock it in that it happens. On a scale of one to 10, where do you think it would be? Seven. So you think it's a, 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 very good possibility that Tessa Blanchard would be, is going to be a surprise entry into the Royal Rumble this year? Yeah. Have you ever seen, have you seen Tessa Blanchard wrestle? Yes. Yeah. I believe, um, I believe there's a good possibility she could be a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Wow. Okay. I would have given it about, I'd say the same as your five-star question, two and a half. Um, Because I don't think there's any place for Tessa Blanchard and her ego in WWE. I I don't. I I don't see her. um, But if she did enter the Royal Rumble, um, where would you put her in, like, the pecking order of chances to win it.
1: Um, I would say she would probably be maybe in the final six. Okay. And then she'll get eliminated before the final four. And that's what that's where I see it.
0: Oh, okay. Hey. Right. Are you, so,
1: Gary, where? You're chewing gum.
0: Lol. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to pull up the other before my rant. Uh, okay. Where to go? 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 Is this it? Nope. Oh, that's right. I took a picture of it. <laughs> a couple things. Um, one, we had talked about Drew McIntyre um, testing positive for COVID-19. I mean, others in the WWE have. Um, Kayla Braxton, Renee Young. But we have... Uh, and this is weird when I read this article. As the headline of the article was... WWE legend diagnosed or test positive for COVID-19. Right. Um And then later on, it says that this was the first WWE legend to test positive. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, the report is Axe, formerly of demolition. Um, his real name, I don't remember. Um oh, you Yes. Bill something? Bill Udy. Yes. Um, Bill Eadie. Eadie, excuse me. Tested positive. Um, and they wish him well. And then later on in the article, it actually corrects itself. And saying, correction, Mick Foley was the first WWE legend to come out saying that... Oh, fuck you. Um... Positive for COVID-19, I was just some asshole up the hall yelling at me because I'm not in my, uh, I left the hallway. Um, so we just want to, you know, give best wishes to, to Axe. Um, and then last night it was announced um, during the Dusty Roads Tournament. That the men are in, um, they released all um, sixteen teams and showed brackets and all this. They announced that there are is going to be a women's Dusty Road Cup, where the first four teams in it are Candice LeRae and Horseface Hartwell, Shachi Blackheart and Ember Moon. Um Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. And then Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Those are the first four teams announced. That's a good team. Now my my thing, and this is this is another reason why if they combine NXT with Ron SmackDown, um I definitely think it would be a bad thing because, obviously, with NXT, they do have a favorable tag team division, and yeah. we know and SmackDown do not. Right. I, I so I don't know if it's. Triple H's influence on NXT versus Vince McMahon's only on Raw and SmackDown, but they really, really look like they're almost making NXT its own brand. Um, Right. I mean, focusing on tag teams, I mean, you have less and less talent coming from NXT to the main rosters. I mean, we haven't had anybody come up. I mean, we had two guys come up in a a storyline and then go back down. I mean, Ciampa and Gargano. Um, Did they, I don't know, did you see the in-ring interview with Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher? No, I
1: didn't.
0: Don't worry about it. It was, oh, okay. I mean, I like There's, Tommaso. I, I like Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa as a wrestler. Just don't put him on a mic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they're supposed to match
1: or something.
0: Yeah, that that they couldn't have last week due to an undisclosed injury to Timothy Thatcher, and Tommaso Ciampa literally asked him, you know, just to not being coy or anything, but can you can you tell us? What the injury was, and I put more behind my asking that question than he did. But but that's not I ran this about. Is it's time for the for WWE to get rid of the small the Raw SmackDown title, the Raw Tag title, sorry, and the SmackDown Tag titles, make it one title, just like they have for the women and let all three brands try to represent it. Okay. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Same thing with the women. The tag titles can be defended on any brand. You know, the week that Sasha and Bailey won their title, they defended it on Raw, then went to NXT, and then showed up on Friday Night SmackDown. Yep. I would love to see... You know, I missed the fact that I didn't get to see it in NXT, but I I wouldn't mind seeing Undisputed Era versus Street Profits.
1: I was just about to ask you, who do you think they would have in uh, as tag team uh, like finalists to go for the title?
0: Oh, I I I don't know. Um,
1: I think I think uh, Undisputed Era and New Day would be a good match as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of done with the new day. Honestly, um, I'm still I'm still waiting for uh, Jimmy Uso to come back because yeah. the Usos are on SmackDown yep. and, and so are the Street Profits, and I could see that being one hell of a match. Oh, um, yeah, that would be tremendous. I, you know, I just. Yep. But I think they they need to do something with the tag division. Um, Yeah. I I mean, once again, you look at SmackDown and you see the Street Profits every week. Rude and Ziggler just beat the Street Profits, but you saw them. We didn't even see the Raw Tag Champions this week. And it was a three-hour show where they had wrestlers and wrestle in two matches. You know, yep. Keith Lee and Sheamus were in two matches. Riddle was in two matches. Jeff Hardy was in two matches. My life was wasted for seven minutes in the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Uh, I mean, yep. I, I think that the tag division in NXT is much better than on Raw and or SmackDown. And I think if you're not going to have one title for the three, then bring up a couple teams from NXT and put them on Raw.
1: Yep, totally, totally, a thousand percent agree. I totally agree. Um, the, The tag team division, I believe in my opinion, the tag team division in WWE, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, really has been weak for the last six, seven months.
0: Well, and part of it you can't, I mean, y- you have, you know, a couple of good teams, but, I mean, we had, um oh, my gosh, I might as blank, Eric and Ibar, the Viking Raiders, yep. um, out and not being able to form due to injuries. We have, once again, Jim Uso. Out. So the Usos yep. haven't been able to perform. I mean they have had some. I mean, as odd as it was, Cesaro and Nakamura being together. I mean, they've had some decent tag teams. They've just either fell apart, did something stupid like the Forgotten Sons. Yep. Or Just, you know, got injured.
1: And one specific team that comes to mind is AOP. Well, yeah, they... I mean... Yeah. AOP just did absolutely nothing. Did they have anything for them? Yes
0: and no. But they just did absolutely nothing. Well, anytime they had something for them, one of them got hurt. Yeah. You know, they came up and they started to make a little name for themselves. Um, And then... You know, one of them got hurt. Uh, Occam first, maybe. And then when he came back, they started to do a little something. Aligned themselves with Seth Rollins. Um, and then Razor got hurt. And then just a day, like, or two or three or four after he was, maybe it was a week or two, after he was cleared to perform, they got let go. And WWE's massive... You know, whatever you want to call it, furlough, letting people go that they had because of COVID.
1: Yep. Has there been any word on a Viking Raiders return?
0: Not that I've seen lately.
1: And another thing that I'm trying to figure out is, I understand they don't have anything for him right now, but can they at least try, try and do something? with Alistair Black, what a
0: waste. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a waste of... Alistair Black Black is a tremendous talent.
1: Yeah. And what a waste having him... I mean, I think he pissed off somebody in the office and, you know, I heard he was very vocal when they got rid of uh, his wife there. Um, What the hell was her name? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Tells you how important she was to the roster. You can't even remember her name.
1: Right, I know her as Thea Trinidad, right. but um, yeah, and I think he pissed. I think he pissed off somebody in the organization when they got rid of her, and they just don't have anything for him, and that's that's pretty sad.
0: Right. I mean, they they, they put him into that whole. Ray Mysterio, Seth Rollins, staying with the eye, and you know he started posting, posting on social media, you know about coming back and being missed, being that, and showed him with an eye patch, and yeah,
1: they, they were starting a program with him and Kevin Owens,
0: and yeah,
1: that fizzled out. Yep. Well, let me ask you, me ask you a question though. If they if they had kept him on, do you think he would have been? Any kind of factor in Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns?
0: No. No? No. Okay. I think he would have been, right now, if he stayed on, I think he was on SmackDown. I think they had moved him to SmackDown, didn't they? Or did he stay on Raw?
1: Selena Vega. Um, they moved, him, they moved him over there while she was there. Because I guess for some strange, excuse me, I guess for some strange reason.
0: But Selena WWE. Vega, Selena Vega was feuding with Oscar.
1: Oh yeah, she was on Raw, that's right.
0: So whatever, um, that mid-level yeah. title. He would make the perfect, um, face to challenge Bobby Lashley. Or I the perfect nice. or the perfect heel to challenge Big E. Yep,
1: I was just thinking that, that. I was just thinking that exact same thing. It would have been a great program with either
0: one of them. But instead, we have Riddle going up against Bobby Lashley instead of Aleister Black.
1: Yep. They are, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bobby Lashley is a great wrestler. I think Bobby Lashley is um, eventually, in my opinion, I think eventually he's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. But they're just making him look way too strong by putting him in the ring with these guys that he should be annihilating in 30 seconds.
0: I mean, so you think I saw that- him in- they're making him look too strong because of that.
1: No, they're making they're making him look strong. Matt, I've always I've always thought that Riddle wasn't a bad wrestler. He's not great. I just
0: I, I just think, I just hate his character. Absolutely. Yeah, hate I think
1: he's, I don't think he's that great on the mic. He's got to get rid of that bro dude and, and but, all that other but stuff. but
0: that's the fascination that people have with him. Just right. like people loved, you know, Bozo and Big Ass. I couldn't stand Enzo. I could not stand him at all, but people loved him.
1: Yep. And it's just something that, I mean, WWE has taken certain people and they're just not doing anything with them or they have them in the wrong spots.
0: Right. And
1: they,
0: I think uh, I think the whole thing with Aleister Black... Goes back to once Zelina Vega um, left, Um, he had requested to go back down to NXT because he wasn't really doing anything on the main roster, and they said no. So I don't know what terms are in his contract. Um, You know, go I go back to the whole you know, Rey Mysterio, uh, even Jeff Hardy before he re-signed, in their contracts, if they weren't performing, um, unless they were injured and weren't performing, but if they just weren't performing, their contract paused. They had to perform for, you know, 730 days. And if they took Two weeks off for a honeymoon, then you know what? You still had 730 days you had to work. You know, they would get their vacation and get their time off, but so I, I don't know if that's something Aleister Black has where they can just, you know, hey, I'm just going to let you sit at home, I'm not paying you. You're still under contract. You can't do anything else. And when we feel like using you or you feel like doing what we want you to do, you know, your contract restarts. Don't know. Well, they got- Obviously, that's just, you know, a speculation and, you know, um, hypothesis, if you want to say. And the whole thing with WWE is,
1: whether they use you or not, or whether you sit home or not, you're still getting paid. And that's the not, thing I, yeah, they got guaranteed
0: contracts. No, no not people that, that that have, not everybody has a guaranteed contract. Some people have a performance-based contract. Well, they are paid to perform X amount of days. And if you don't perform X amount of days due to something that you choose, you're not getting paid. So not everybody well, has guaranteed contracts.
1: I know, point, I know at one point Ray Mysterio had a guaranteed contract, and he sat home for two years. And got paid by the WWE. That must have been part of his contract. That it's a guaranteed contract, and whether he performed or
0: not. But he the still reason got paid. why he couldn't perform anywhere else was because he wasn't fulfilling his contractual duties. He wasn't. Yeah, he was under contract with WWE, but they weren't paying him because he didn't want to perform. Okay. Same thing with uh, Kairi Sane. She's under WWE contract. She decided to go home to Japan to be with her, her husband and, and family. She can't, she's got a contract she needs to fulfill. She's not fulfilling that contract because she's over in Japan. She can't wrestle for a big show that they want to have, a Wrestle Kingdom show, or something out in Japan because she's not fulfilled her contractual duties with WWE.
1: Okay. That's right. You don't feel... you—you you I mean, you know, you got the two-year contract. You've got to fulfill all your dates in two years. Or you can't do anything else or go anywhere else.
0: But once again, some of the contracts state that, you know, others, I mean... John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, they have, yes, they have guaranteed contracts. Brock Lesnar, you're getting $12 million this year for the WWE not to use you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Edge yep. was given a three year deal where each year he wrestles in two matches and makes 25 appearances guaranteed. Well, if he only makes. If he's not injured, which he is now, but if he's not injured and he just only does 20 appearances, he hasn't fulfilled his contract. WWE could keep him under contract without paying him until he fulfills those five dates that are in his contract.
1: Okay. Thanks for tuning in, Paul. Thanks for watching. Yeah and um Yeah that that's true. I mean, you know, you got 25 appearances. You know, if you show up for 20, you know, you still get paid for the 20 that you showed up to, but you still got 5 more that you've got to meet for your contract. Right. And if you know, I mean, I think one of his appearances is at this year's Royal Rumble.
0: Well, once again, he's injured, so that's taken out of the equation I mean those are you know you got hurt you know at work you didn't lose your job you still got paid while you were hurt Um, but I got hurt not at work had an amputation and I lost my job you know